Daily Draft Report. Set your DDR to record now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into your Daily Draft Report. Daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft brought to you by Campus to Canton. Tonight's prospect is one that's been in the RB1 radar for quite some time, Brees Hall, Iowa State junior running back, six foot one, 220 pounds. And to talk about Mr. Brees Hall, I brought on Mr. Skip Newton. How you doing, Skip? I'm doing great, Dwight. How are you, man? It's it's good to be here. I love these these podcasts you're putting together. And so I'm I'm thrilled to to be a part of it. Thank you, man. Thank you. As my wife will attest, I think the only I'm best in very short doses. Like I can't, you know. <laughs> If I ramble on for an hour, like, yeah, I'll lose everybody. So we have to do it in little tiny doses. So. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's true, so don't laugh. Anyways, uh, <laughs> recruiting profile for Mr. Brees Hall. He was a four-star running back, a 339th ranked running back in the tw- class of 2019 from Wichita, Kansas. He had 17 offers, most of them just from like Big 12 teams like Iowa State, Baylor, Iowa. Chose to chose to go to Iowa State and follow in the footsteps of David Montgomery there. Um, statistically, I mean, he was, he's been a hoss for the last three years. I mean, in 2019, he played alongside David Montgomery, didn't he? I believe. Or has Montgomery been, I don't know. I probably th- should look that up. I think Montgomery was still there, wasn't he? I don't no, think so. No, I think he been. left and Paul took over because I think yeah, you're Montgomery's right. been in yeah. three years. So, yeah, I, I probably should look that stuff up before I just start bouncing into stuff. But yeah, anyways, um, I remember he did have sort of a split backfield his, his freshman year. But the last couple of years, he's gotten a hell of a workload. Uh, 1,500 yards, 21 touchdowns last year. Another almost 1,500 this year, another 20 touchdowns. He also added 23 receptions in his first two years, 36 this year. So, I mean, the kid's done it all. I mean, he's 2020. And 21, he was Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year, uh, consensus All-American in both years as well. So he's done just about as much as you can expect from a college running back, and now he is off to the NFL. So Skip, what kind of traits and attributes does he possess that you think will make him successful in the NFL? Yeah, I think the list is is pretty long on, on Brees Hall. You know, one of the things I wrote down right away is he he's really built to be a workhorse back, and he's obviously proven that, you know, in, in – pretty much each of his three seasons. I know the first season wasn't, you know, quite true workhorse, but he still had 186 carries. And then that, you know, skyrockets to 279 and 253, 253 these last two years. So if you both look at the stats of the production and you watch him play, you just, you just have no doubt. Okay. This guy can be the kind of back that's always on the field. If that's the kind of system that he gets in and he, he's a strong runner. I mean, just, physically good, you know, good strength. I think he's going to be a good goal line back. I mean, as evidenced, you know, in part by the, you know, the 20, 20 plus touchdowns rushing the last two seasons, he has good contact balance. I mean, he just, he just doesn't go down easily. Seems to always, you know, fall forward, which I like really like his vision and patience. I think that shows his experience at the position. He just, when, when to, you know, bounce it outside, got a, got a nice burst, you know, through that, that hole. I think he, you know, he can exploit the space when it's there and he, he does have enough speed to get to the outside and he'll create, create some big plays. I mean, I'll talk a little bit more about his speed later, but you know, it's enough for, you know, he's going to get you, you know, 20 to 30 yard runs, you know, 
frequently enough where, where you're getting some big plays out of that. And then really, I think one of the undervalued, you know, traits from, from Brees Hall is he's a really good pass catcher. And, you know, you don't think of him as this dynamic elite catcher, which you know he's not, he's not, you know, one of those guys, you know, like a, an Alvin Kamara, or, you know, Christian McCaffrey, but he could easily get, you know, 50 receptions in a season because he just, he, he looks natural enough and, and fluid enough catching the ball. He's got nice hands that I think that, that enables him to, to, you know, get those easy PPR points and it enables him to stay on the field on third down. Right. I have a lot of the same bar checked out. He does seem like the best interior runner of all the backs in the class, especially the ones at the top, you know, the top couple tiers, his patience is, is right up there. I like Kenneth Walker's patience a lot too, but I mean, Brees has shown it a hell of a lot more, you know, and he's just got, he feels like the safest of all the top backs. Like he just, he, you know, he's going to be a good back in the NFL, whether he can be a great back or not. I mean, a lot of people have a lot of question. I do notice the same, the same things you do though, that will help him be successful is that he does, you know, his first step is really good His acceleration. He doesn't waste a lot of time. You know, he gets downfield. Uh, he may not necessarily plow through people, but he always falls forward. Um, and his receiving is way underrated. Like, I almost feel like he's, you know, I don't think he's as good as, I think I like Rashad White a lot as far as a pass catcher in this, as amongst the running backs. I don't think it's quite that good, but his looks more effortless. Like he's just, he looks very comfortable doing it. Like he's definitely not going to say be like ETN and say he was scared of the ball. So, I mean, Hall is just, like you said, he could easily catch 50 balls. So those are good. I mean, everybody kind of, if you read scouting reports, listen to people, everybody says pretty much the same good things. So what is, what do you think is going to hold him back though? You know, the, the first thing I thought of is that he's not, you know, one of those running backs that I would call like super elusive. I mean, he's not going to make a tackler look, you know, stupid trying to, you know, right. where, where a guy's just, you know, tackling air. You know, he, he's more likely to make that that subtle change of direction and, and you know, force the tackler to into an arm tackle. And, and then he's got that strength that I talked about earlier where he's just going to run right through the arm tackle. So it's not that he, he isn't going to break tackles, but, you know, he's not going to make guys miss for the most part, I think, outright. So that, that was one thing that I thought, you know, that those quick feet and the, the quick change of direction isn't really his game. And then I mentioned earlier where he's got enough speed to get to the outside and he, he'll make big plays. But I think, you know, it's not elite speed where I would, I would be surprised if he wowed us at the, at the combine with, with, you know, a really good 40 time, you know, if he runs around his pro day. So, you know, if you're thinking about, you know, like, Delvin Cook or Jonathan Taylor where you know they get they get into that second level and it's all of a sudden they make one you know one linebacker miss and it's it's off to the races and they're gone that's not always going to be the case for Brees Hall he he does have the big plays in him but I think you know he needs a pretty big pretty big lane and a lot of open space in order to to take advantage of that so that was the that was the second one that I came up with and and to be honest I it's not a, a huge concern for me because I'm, I'm much more interested in, in the, the burst when the hole is there, you know, does he hit the hole fast enough to, to get you the yards that, that are there that, you know, cause sometimes those, those blocks are only open for just a little bit and he needs to be able to, to make that decision quickly. So, you know, it's something I wrote down as it could potentially hold him back from bigger plays, but it, it's not something that really concerns me. 
Right. Yeah, I do like that because he'll get he got a lot of, you know, 10, 15, 20 yard runs. You know, he didn't have a lot of 70 yarders, you know, but that's, you know, what would you rather have? You know, a poopy back that occasionally gets you 70 yards or really good back that gets you 15, 20 a lot, you know? (laughs) So, like, I know it's kind of silly, but yeah, I noticed the same things too. He might actually run pretty decent because of his burst and acceleration. So, he might actually be all right at the combine. I don't think his agility or three cone is going to be particularly amazing because, what you said, he's not that type of running back. He's not going to break ankles like, you know, the highlights you see of Kyron Williams, you know, just, you know, jump cutting and breaking. That's not, that's not, nah, that's not Reese Hall. So, but you do see, I, I personally like a lot. I think I like the backs a little bit more that just go North and South. And that's, that's kind of, you know, who I tend to, you see a lot of comparisons to him and David Montgomery. And I don't think they're that close, but I think a lot of people like to compare them. Um, I, I felt like Montgomery was a more of a, dancing in the backfield you know not i i didn't i don't i didn't see as much as some people i think like to just lump them together because they both went to ohio state iowa state i guess uh, do you see any comparison like i oh, i'm so bad at comp and i i agree with yeah. you that the david montgomery one is kind of the lazy comp and i'd have to i'd have to really start pondering the the nfl backs to come up <laughs> with a guy um you know it's that's an interesting one i don't know i mean Chris Carson, when he <laughs> kind of that, right. You know, it, I'm trying to think of those, those stronger backs that, you know, like the North South, like you mentioned. And again, it's, it would take me a little bit to come up yeah, and start going fine. through the teams. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't ask you for a comp. Like I, I would know, I don't want to blindside people with those. I, I, I suck at them too. That's why Elliot, when he did this show, would always do a player comp and I, I suck at them. So I'm not going to do a player comp for a hundred players. Cause I can't even come up with a good comp for one. I was just curious if you thought he was anything like Montgomery. So I, I, I don't see it. I think they're much different types of players, but as far as NFL mock draftable database says, um, he is going some drafts have him going in the late first round to teams like the bills and Saw another one here, sorry. And a couple a couple mock drafts recently uh, put him at the Buccaneers, which would be also a good fit. So, yeah, I don't I don't think he goes late first round. I'd be pretty surprised if he did. But another couple other teams, the the Titans, Cowboys, uh, Buccaneers again. Yeah, I don't know. Do any of those teams kind of strike your fancy as would be a good fit for Brees Hall? Or is there somewhere else you'd rather see him land? Or You know, the few of those teams you mentioned are, are interesting because when you when you initially think about right. it, you're like ah, they, they're kind of set at running back, but but then you start to think, well, you know, Ezekiel Elliott's getting older at Dallas. You know, do they just want to you know cut the salary and and go with a you know an incoming rookie, you know, younger, fresher, you know, Tampa Bay. You know, my first thought was, man, they they love Fournette. There's no way they're going away from him. So that that would actually surprise me quite a bit, and I. Honestly, I don't think I would love that landing spot unless Fournette was completely gone, then then maybe. But you know, I I think he's really got you know round two written all over him. That just seems like the natural yeah. spot for him. I'd I'd be just as surprised if he slipped into round one as I would be if he fell to round three. And I, I just it just he just feels like that that round two guy. You know, I I picked out a few teams that really what I'm looking for are teams that you know, that, that need an RB one, you know, that need a workhorse, you know, Houston, you know, has picked 37 right now, Seattle at 41. I mean, I mentioned Chris Carson, but I'm not, not sold on, you know, Rashad Penny coming back. And I just think they might want to start over, you know, Atlanta's got a couple picks 43 and 58. 
you know, we always say every year Atlanta's a, you know, a great landing spot for running back, mostly because of the opportunity. And it's like, they don't really have anybody. And I don't think Cordell Patterson is the, the long-term solution. I mean, what is he 30 years old by now? And then Miami at, at 50 is, is a, it would be an ideal one as well, just because again, we're looking for that, that combination of, you know, day two draft capital with a, with a landing spot that, that has an opening and then, you know, wheels up for, for, you know, any one of the running backs, but especially Hall, because I think he would be the guy that would come in and just take the job, you know, right from day one. And amongst the guys in this class, I think he's shown more than any of the other guys. You know, I thought Spiller was going to have a bigger this year, but bigger year this year. So where, where does, do you have, is Maurice your RB1 or? You know, it's a great question because coming in, you know, getting ready for this conversation, you know, I pretty much had, had Spiller one and Hall two and Walker three. And then I was watching Hall. I'm like, man, this guy's tough to not have number one. And then I went back and watched him Spiller's like, all right, now I see what I liked in Spiller. And, you know, it's just, it just tells me they're, they're on, they're at the same tier. I mean, they're, they're definitely tier one prospects, the two, the two of them, and, you know, Walker, when I watch him, I'm like, yep, he's right up there with them. So it's, it, for me, it's, it's Spiller and Hall 1A and 1B. I mean, they're, they're right there. And I I don't think people are going to be upset either way. And, you know, that's, that's again, where you kind of, look to see where do they land to maybe make your decision. If you're, you're in a, a rookie draft, you know, right. if you're going to pick, if you have to choose between the two, you, you might take the one with the better landing spot. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've had both of those guys at the top, you know, the top tier. And I think I've flipped them back and forth roughly 317 times in the last six <laughs> months. Um, I, I do feel like I like Spiller more, but I think Hall is a little safer. Um, so yeah, I don't know. So I think either, either, either way, I think both, some team is going to be happy with either of those guys. So, all right, Skip, can you tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter? What you're working on these days? Yeah. I'm at Skip Newton 31 on Twitter. Of course I do podcasting for both the Debbie happy hour and the Debbie show on NFL draft Bible podcast network on sports illustrated. And I'm one of the Debbie team writers, you know, during the season, I was writing a mailbag article, but now I'm ma- mainly focusing on rookie player profiles, trying to get as many of those, you know, from a fantasy perspective as possible, getting those written. And then I do rankings for, for SI.com. So both Debbie and Dynasty rankings. So transitioning, you know, all of the the new rookies onto the Dynasty sheet, getting those players off the Debbie sheet, adding the the new incoming, mm-hmm. you know, freshman is that's mm-hmm. eating up a lot of my time on, on weekends, getting those <laughs> rankings set. <laughs> Our babies are graduating. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. You can find me on Twitter at FF People's Champ. I also work, I do this show called The Debbie Show with this other person on this podcast. So, yeah, if you ever want to listen to us again in our back and forth Han Solo, um, Chewbacca combination that we got going on, check out The Debbie Show on the NFL Draft Bible. Um, you can find my work on Campus to Canton. Debbie Nerds kind of just also doing a lot of rookie profiles these days. So find this podcast at Daily Draft RPRT. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you. We will talk to you tomorrow.